Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays piano and last week had a new EP come out entitled The Boss and released through Trend Def, Sony Music. She also has a novel coming out late this month or early next month entitled The Ivory Staff. Her music has been featured on Oprah and CBS Radio. Earlier this year, she had three songs placed on national television, She has recorded and performed in L.A. and, of course, performs in New York and once even opened for Patti LaBelle. You've been hearing one of her songs, which is called Champion. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Lachi. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Very good. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you on today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I've got a, a whole list of questions for you, uh, but let's get started by having you tell the listeners about the song Champion that we just played, kind of an inside look at the writing and the story of that song. Well, I co-wrote that song Champion uh, with Nick Natoli out in L.A., and one of the one of the things about a lot of the lyrics that I write is that I always try to stick to uh, empowerment Mm-hmm. and sort of beating the odds. And no matter what the genre is, because I'm, I'm a genre switcher <laughs> per, per album. <laughs> and, uh, but I really like to stick to, you know what? Hey, do what you got to do. Uh, be a champion. Rise above. And I really like to play music that, that allows people to sort of look within themselves and feel good and um, walk that line. And that's pretty much what champion's about. It's not necessarily, hey, you're a champion, but it's more like, be a champion. Choose to be a champion. Um, that's pretty much what the song is. Now, you mentioned co-writing. Was, was this your first time co-writing with him? Is he a long-time co-writer of yours? What, what's the history there, uh, long or brief? <laughs> well, although it's not my first time co-writing with people in general, I co-write all the time. Sure, but sure. specifically with him, yes, it was a first time. Mm-hmm. But he actually was one of the finalists on Platinum Hits, which was a show on Bravo. It was like a singer songwriter showcase show where they, it was almost like American Idol for songwriters. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely just a top songwriter. So it was a pleasure to work with him. And yeah, Champion and several other songs on the EP I wrote with him. But so I have to ask then, how did you get paired up with him being that he's in LA and you're in New York? 
Well, he actually works with Mike Gonsolin, who's the head of Trend Def Studios. And I hooked up with Trend Def through, they found some of my music as they were sort of just kind of scouting around. They found my music online. They really liked it. So they gave me a call. Wow. And and it was, yeah, it was pretty much just like that. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll try to figure out how to get out there and make this work. So, <laughs> so I got out there and uh, it was a blast. It was actually, we got so much work done. And uh, I was only out there for about three to f- three or four days. And wow. we spent that, yeah, we spent that time writing the songs, recording them and, and, and getting them, you know, to the best place possible that they could be. And it was just an amazing experience at how fast we worked and how well we worked together. And sleeping and eating in the studio probably, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely uh, some Subway sandwiches. And <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but you know, what? you just finished talking about empowerment and, and somehow I kind of feel that that story that you just shared is connected because for people, that, and I'm talking about the listeners that are upcoming singers, songwriters, and entertainers, who wonder about the stories, oh, p- people don't really get, and I'll use the word discovered, I mean, this isn't really the same thing, but people don't really get found online. I'm here to say yes, they do, because I can tell a story of one of my own clients and them contacting me and saying, we found your client so-and-so on YouTube, et cetera. But now here you are saying the same thing, that, that the studio found you, you know, just going through different online sites. So that's, you know, that's great testimony. And, and like I said, with the empowerment concept, it's kind of like, hey, put yourself out there and and be hopeful, be optimistic. This does happen and it can happen to you. It does happen and it can happen. And another funny story that is tangential, not really related. It has to do with uh, a previous album of mine, but it relates. So I had put out uh, a few songs back in 2009 on another EP. And I had no idea what to do. I was like, okay, well, I just dropped a whole bunch of money and now I have an album that I'm just sitting with and using it to fan myself. What do I do with it? So I went on the internet and I went and just looked up a bunch of the local labels in my area. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just wrote all of them an email. Just not, it, it wasn't really spammy. It was just like a few that had artists that I'd heard of and a few that, you know, things like that. So I wrote to all of them and a few got back and, you know, said, no, we don't take unsolicited material. But one said, I see that you're playing at South by Southwest. I'm going to be there. I'd love to check you out. And I said, OK, I, I gave him the information. So I go down to South by Southwest. I play. He shows up and he wow. really likes my he really likes my stuff. And then he ends up signing me. And then I get uh, it turns out that they were an imprint under EMI and I was just like, I sent this guy an email. Outstanding, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how that started. And it's like, I tell people that story and they're like, oh, well, that's not how it is these days. And I'm like, that was just like a few years ago. It's not- <laughs> this, so, wasn't, this wasn't back in the days of cassette tapes. It just happened right. a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I, and, I, and it keeps me hopeful even today to just continue to do random stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, just, if I want to try to get written up in a magazine, I'll just write to them like, hey, Will you be interested in writing me up, you know, and sometimes they say, yeah, sure. You know what? Whatever. So, okay. But you yeah. and you and I have just met for the <laughs> first time here on this, on the show, but, but yet I feel like I, I can tell that when you said I wrote to some labels in my area, it wasn't spammy. I feel like 
she sounds like she probably took the time to research these labels and and realize yes. that this would be a good fit for my music. You didn't when I say spam people, right. you, that's that's part of what you mean is you at least did the right. homework to make sure that they at least do that type of music. That and it's not even it's it's also to see the feel sort of of their website and of their if they have a blog kind of see how they write see how they sound see how they think mm -hmm. because then you can write to them like they think you know if if they come across really hardcore professional uh, you know you know uh, hardcore sticks and twigs professional then you want your email to be hardcore sticks and twigs professional or your letter or whatever but if they are really laid back and they you know maybe they cuss or maybe they you know maybe they're just crazy maybe you can reflect that in your in your in your email as well so um, it's not just a matter of knowing what kind of music that they listen to because it's not really honestly which kind of sucks it's not really about the music it's about your whole personality like you as a package so if you come sure. to them saying hey I'm just as awesome as you are. Let's be awesome together. Then, <laughs> then they'll bite a lot more. I think. Yeah, I love it. What 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 great advice. We're only uh, I don't know maybe ten minutes into the show and already there you go. Some, some, <laughs> some great some great advice for the up and comers. That's that that's great. And 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 that's the way you have to do it because there there is yes. I mean, as as they say in Nashville, you know, it starts with the song, but. This is obviously a business. It, it has to everything has to be packaged right, and there has to be that synergy. It's just like when you choose a producer; they they have to feel that it's a good fit, and you have to feel that it's a good fit for you. And and, and you also have to make sure that you're not writing to some guy who does it in his basement, you know, and is kind of pushing things off of his desk to say, "Yeah, sure, uh, I, I can put you on my label." It's like, uh, wait a second, this. I'm looking right. around at your utility bills and uh, your cat and licking its empty bowl. This is the record label? Am I in the right place? <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, of course, on, on the release of the new EP. Go ahead and tell the listeners all about The Boss. Well, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that uh, I, well, relatively recently, Quit my well. I don't want to say quit. I hate that word. <laughs> I relatively recently had left my job as a uh, very sad government worker. <laughs> you know, can we just put that some so violins under her voice right now? <laughs> yeah, very. You know what I mean? You just you go to work. You're at the desk, and then your boss is just do this, do that, and you know you're an artsy spirit, and you're just not into this this whole sitting at a desk thing. So. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave and I am going to go be a musician. Bye, guys. And it sort of turned around into this whole, like, it was a very scary thing to do. When did you do this, by the way? Uh, I actually did it early 2014. Okay. And it was a very scary thing to do. But at the same time, I felt so alive for the first time. And I finally felt in charge of myself. You know, I'd always been so sort of uh, really insecure because I was living a life that wasn't really me. And what boss is about is, you know, I mean, I flew out to L.A. I, I decided to take uh, my career and my life into my own hands. And it's like that's pretty much what boss is about. Now, are you, about, talking about the, are you talking about the song or the EP as a, as a theme, the concept of, of the whole EP? I'm actually talking about the concept of the EP. Great, I mean, the, great, the, great. the song encompasses that 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 specific uh, feel, but I mean, the entire EP does mm -hmm. because, as a whole, throughout my entire musical history, I have always spoken about empowerment 
But if you actually sit and listen to my music chronologically, you can see that I get more in, internally confident. And this mm-hmm. is my most sort of ballsy uh, EP. It's very radio commercial. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, there's a parental advisory sticker on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so basically that's what the EP is about. It's about standing up, taking your life into your own hands. And it's not about being a, a you know, an itch bay. It's not about being <laughs> a it's renegade. Not about being, exactly. It's more about taking your life into your own hands and being a boss of yourself. Mm-hmm. And being a boss of your own life. Um, that's pretty much what boss is about. The song, that's what champion is about. It's about choosing to be a champion. And what it feels like is about, you know what? Let's, let's get, I mean, everything around us is trying to hold us down. But let's just look at life and say, let's be the one not holding us down. Everything else can try to push us back. But internally, let's go forward and do what we want to do um, and, and, and walk that line. Make the choice to walk that line. Well, so. I, I, I like it. You know, when when I have guests on the show that uh, that walk away from something to do music full time. I mean, obviously, you know, let's put disclaimers all over this episode. This is not me advising every up and comer oh, yeah. to walk no. away from their job, but but to right. hear the success stories of the people like yourself. I mean, in your case, you said I'm bored as heck and I'm not going to take it anymore. Exactly. You know, when when I can do what I know I'm capable of doing in music. For some reason, my my mind is only dredging up episode thirty nine with Ellie Holcomb, who is not only a, a Christian artist, but uh, she was the 2014 Dove Awards New Artist of the Year, and she talked about Thanks. how she was a school teacher for so many years, and she just felt that the Lord called her out of that, you know, to use the gift that He had given her, and she was scared because she thought, well, wait a minute, that's the security blanket, that's where that's where we get our me and my husband where we get our benefits from, you know, right. and a steady paycheck, and I'm going to go do right. something like music, but. Uh, you know, she did it and, and obviously the great success. And, and you're here to say that, you know, that your name can be added to the list, too, that you just decided that, you know, this isn't really what life is all about. Sitting behind this desk and doing what I do every day, the nine to five, I, I, I can I can do much, so much more and I can give others a hope and a positive message by by doing so. Yeah, but you and you know what the thing about that is, <clears throat> is that it's not like I sat there at my desk and said, you know what, I'm going to quit and then I'm going to go to L.A. and then I'm going to go get signed to Sony. Sure, sure. It was more like uh, I'm going to quit, so I quit, and then I'm like, oh crap, what did I just do? What am I going to do with my life? But it's kind of like once you have that fire under you, you still figure out how to make ends meet. It's not you're still alive. Yeah, you're still breathing. Yeah, you're going to figure out how to make it work, and and. You know, you you tell yourself, okay, I have all of this. I mean, because when you work for the federal government, I mean, that's the most cushy job in the planet. I mean, you just you have all these benefits. You can PTO. You think to yourself, like, I can't leave this job. I have all these benefits. I have PTO. I have this. I have that. Then once you leave it, you're like, oh, okay, well, I can still sort of make things work, even though just last week (laughs) I thought that it would be completely impossible. So sometimes you just got to throw yourself into the bucket. Um, to know that you can do it. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, you also did a Kickstarter campaign for the EP. I, I would love it if you would talk about that and, and also about Feed the Arts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kickstarter and Feed the Arts, both are crowdfunding uh, platforms. And <clears throat> Kickstarter was actually a lot of fun. Uh, it was one of the most stressful things I've ever done, like ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> but <laughs> like even ever, wait period. a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Even more stressful than than walking away from that government job. <laughs> oh, okay, that was tough too. That was tough too. But you know what? I did the uh, Kickstarter campaign while I was still working uh-huh. at the government job, so mm-hmm. it was like added stress. But you know what? It was it's it was um, it was a lot of fun because Kickstarter really encourages you to do updates and to do fun little. Sure. Um, video fillers. So that was a lot of fun. And Kickstarter also helps you get a lot of buzz because it forces you to go out and talk to everybody you know and try to push it really hard. It's, and even to people you almost, don't know. <laughs> even to people you don't know. And um, and it's tough because, you know, with Kickstarter, as opposed to Indiegogo, it's if you don't hit your mark, you're kind of screwed and they only give you this certain window. But it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I know that the only reason it was successful was because I hit up everybody before I even started the campaign and got their pledges first ah. from, from a lot of people. And just like, hey, how much can you I'm, – I'm thinking of doing a Kickstarter campaign. How much would you donate? $5, $10, 8 blah, blah, blah. So when I got up to about half of what I or, – or like about a third, like about 1200 from pre-pledges, mm-hmm. then I was like, okay. Well, I can I can do this now. That's a great um, tip. That's that's yeah. That's, that's an interesting insight. Uh huh. Yeah, I would highly highly recommend. In fact, I would discourage anyone from doing it unless they do that first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but do was, you but do you yeah. feel that your experience with Kickstarter and 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 I guess I'm I'm talking really more crowdfunding than than Kickstarter specifically was was such right. that uh, that you would do it again? Um. Oof. I didn't say that, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) I did not say that. It was, it was, I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it was such a like tough experience and such a a big experience that I am not sure. Well, yeah, because the other, the other, I'm sorry, I just interrupted you, but the other aspect of this is, and, and, and now I will flip it the other way and say, we did just meet. So I don't know if you're the kind of person that, you know, some of the guests that I've had on the show that, and for some reason, Elena is the one that's jumping to mind. She's been on the show twice. I think episode 62 is the most recent time. But, you know, we talk about the fact that you do have to go into total self-promotion mode. And if that's not the kind of person you are, it could get a little uncomfortable sitting there on social media. Hey, have you contributed to my Kickstarter yet? We're getting closer. So, you know, I I, I don't know. Because there is like this, there's this weird thin line of you don't want to feel, you don't want to come across beggy because people don't like it when you're begging. But at the same time, you don't want to come across too confident because people go, oh, well, she doesn't really need my money. So it's a really tough, like, like place to be. You're kind of stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is a good, like, I feel for artists that are really just kind of starting out and uh, they have a lot of friends, but they don't know what to do. I would suggest it because it's a good way to really get your career uh, started. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to promote yourself in the first place. Um, but I actually think that I may not go with Kickstarter again just because uh, they do take a healthy percent and they do have that timeline. Um, I, I would encourage people to do their own personal crowdfunding thing like through their website. So you know? what, and, what is Feed the Arts? I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw down the naivety card on this one. So Feed the Arts is a little different than Kickstarter. What Feed the Arts is, is I don't know if you've ever heard of websites where you, you, you sign up and then they, they pay you to like watch ads or they'll pay you to like watch a video, like, you know, a couple cents mm-hmm, here and mm-hmm. a couple cents there. That's kind of like what Feed the Arts is. 
So what it is, is you go on the website and you basically, you watch videos or you watch an ad or you, um, you do little things like that. And instead of you getting paid, the money that you make from doing that goes to your art or an artist that you support. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of a, it's a kind of a, everybody sort of wins. Interesting. Because the corporations that are affiliated with it, they just want people to like watch their ads or their videos. The artists that are affiliated with it, they just want to get funded. Mm -hmm. And then the supporters, they want to fund their artists without spending money. I see. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Pretty interesting. So what are the plans for promoting the EP, Uh, either in terms of, say, a radio tour, live shows, that that type of thing? Yeah. So right now we're uh, setting up a few radio... (laughs) Uh, not a, more than a few <laughs> radio interviews, uh, because I know we're going to mention the book in a bit. But since I also have a book coming out, we're sort of doing sort of a double shot radio tour for the EP slash the book as well. Mm. So we're doing we're doing a healthy radio tour. Mm-hmm. We're also doing a couple of shows, um, and we're trying to we're trying to build up more on our on our live show scale. But we're focusing a lot more on the radio tour, and it's mainly because. When you're in the, you know, I moved from more pop rock to more sort of pop urban R&B dubstepy dance. And it's a lot easier. It's, it's a lot easier to, to book a rock tour than it is to book sort of um, a, a, a pop tour. Mm-hmm. So we're focusing a lot more on radio for now, but we are doing shows here and there. Very good. Very good. Uh, for those of you who are listening and just being introduced to Lachi. The Boss is by no means her first release. She, she alluded to one of them before, but uh, Lachi, you've put out a lot of music over the years. Give the listeners kind of an overview, maybe, maybe a timeline of all that, because you've, you've really released quite a bit prior to this new EP. Yeah. Right. It's so funny, too, because people that are just because this EP is is doing so well, people are just kind of saying, oh, wow, you're such you're becoming an overnight success. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Check out the website, please. Uh, But it started out when I I was actually still in college when I put out my first uh, it was like a solo album and that I recorded it with uh, a guy, a, a producer out in Brooklyn. And it was just jazz. It was a jazz vocal album. So my roots are actually in vocal jazz. Ella Fitzgerald, Edda James, Billy Holiday, and things like that. So I put out a solo vocal album. Then I moved on to putting out an EP uh, a couple years later called The Ugly Beautiful EP in 2009. And The Ugly Beautiful EP had this, this great fun release. And uh, there was all this noise about it. And then everything died out. And the Ugly Beautiful EP, which was actually one of my favorite EPs to make because it was an adult contemporary slash pop EP, but it was 100% all everything I wanted to do. You know, I had complete control over it. I got really awesome guys to record the album with me. We put it out. It was great music. And that was the, the music that got me picked up by Fanatic Records, mm-hmm, which was the mm-hmm. EMI imprint. Mm-hmm. And so they, they heard that. They came out to South by Southwest. They picked me up. Then 
the next year, we put out the Lachi album, mm-hmm. which was like I we're con- we consider that my first debut album because it was you know my first real release, mm. and that got a lot of media attention. That got a lot of publicity. That was when I got onto Oprah Radio, CBS Radio, and uh, that was when I opened for Patti LaBelle. A lot of things happened through that release. Yeah, that and, that uh, album made it through to the first round of Grammy nominations. That, that album made it through to the first round of Grammy nominations. The song We Can Fly got a lot of radio play um, nationally and uh, especially in New York, obviously. And so it was really cool. It was my, my first taste of, you know, really doing this thing. And then uh, after the lunch, so I signed a, a one a one year deal with with those guys. So after that came out, I put out a plethora of singles. And uh, Bug Out was my first single. We had a music video for that. The video shoot was a lot of fun because there was actually an earthquake during it. So, and wow. then, wow. yeah, and then, and then I put out a few more singles. Such a Fool, which I recorded with Night uh, Nightlife Productions here in New York, um, got a lot of got a lot of spins and a lot of attention. And then I put out another record. Um, I'm, why am I forgetting all the names of my records? Uh, Illusion. And that was fun because that was filmed in a church and it was, it was, we actually filmed the video the same day we filmed, um, bug out like during a lunch break. Mm. So, (laughs) (laughs) and then what came next? What came next? Then we put out make some noise, which was another really fun, um, single slash EP. It was a remix EP. So it was the single of make some noise. And then a bunch of remixes I did with a bunch of DJs that I just found online because I just wanted to really embrace the whole online collaboration mm-hmm. thing. Moving on, what did I do next? And then, <laughs> speaking of online collaboration, uh, I, I went on Craigslist because everybody, everybody loves Craigslist. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I found this, this ad that said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a singer-songwriter that's interested in collaborating. We're, we're trying to build an app, and we want a singer-songwriter to come write the song with us. I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. So I responded. I said, hey, I'm a singer-songwriter. Here's all my cool stuff. And I always feel ridiculous responding to Craigslist ads because I just I have so many accomplishments. It's like, what are you doing on some online sure, build- sure. And like board? But it was funny because the guy responds. Turns out he's uh, the operations manager for CBS here in New York. Oh, gosh. Streaming. See, I was like, okay, well, this was a good ad to answer. <laughs> and um, and then he's the CEO of this company called um, Music is My First Language, and they're putting out an app called Mix Love. And I ended up being able to write the, the, the sort of the spearhead song wow. for this online collaboration tool for, you know, where musicians come together to, yeah. to create music online. Yeah, how cool. And, um, so that was a lot of fun. And so we put that record out called It's Our Time. And I got to uh, co-write it with Gary Nesta Pine, who is now, who's the head of the Whalers, um, Bob Marley's, you know, the Whalers. Uh-huh. And um, so that was the latest thing I put out before the boss EP. Before the boss. Very good. Well, oh, and, and, and let me mention one other thing. One good thing that I think people should do is make Christmas records. I have a record called uh, Santa Baby. Not, I mean, by Eartha Kitt, obviously. Yeah. I did a remake of it. And uh, that song, every year in December, just gets tons of downloads, tons and, of and, plays. And lots of views <laughs> on your YouTube channel, I noticed, also. Yeah. Every, and it's like, you know, one year I'll have like 10, I'll have like maybe like 
a couple thousand views. And the next year, I'll have a couple thousand views. And it's like all of a sudden, I have thousands and thousands of views because yeah. each year, it gets a couple thousand views. Well, so. and now in, now in July of 2015, you're going to get a, a spike in those because everyone listening is going to say, well, let's go see what it's all about. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is listen to voicemail messages before returning phone calls. Don't just see a message waiting to be heard on your phone and then call the person back and say, hey, I saw you just called. What did you want? It might simply be... Just letting you know that we'll have parking passes that you'll need for the lot out back. See me when you get here. Or, we're going to have you start playing 15 minutes later due to a scheduling issue. If they went through the trouble of leaving you a message, you should give them the respect of listening to it. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out? Musicians and entertainers who are listening, there's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City is singer, songwriter, piano player Lachi. Visit her official website at www.lachimusic.com, and that's spelled L A C H I. Of course, you can just look at your listening device for the title of this episode to see the spelling of her name as well. She is by all means on social media, too. She is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, do purchase her music, which is available on iTunes and Amazon.com. You can also find her music on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that Now Hear This Entertainment is available on. And she is on Reverb Nation as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week, it will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We are at episode 73 today and have certainly had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Uh, My next question might speak to part of this, uh, but before that one, just talk, Lachi, about the team that you have or, or maybe don't have around you helping make a lot of these things possible that you've been talking about so far? Yikes. All right. So <laughs> that's a bigger question. Is that a yikes, the team is huge or yikes, the team is three of us, me, myself, and I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my team has sort of changed over the years and, and been here and been there. And well, when I was signed to fanatic EMI, you know, I had the label and then I also had management and uh, things like that. But, um, and I still, I still keep in contact with everyone. However, sometimes it gets to a point where once the, once the machine is really big, you don't have the say 
that you want to have. You know, you don't have the sure. um, everybody has to approve of things. Everybody has to this and everybody has to that. And and as I mentioned earlier, remember when I mentioned that Ugly Beautiful was one of my favorite uh, albums because yes. it was just straight from my head? Well, that was one of the last times it was until after, you know, until I started, you know, doing things on my own again. Mm -hmm. So and right now, currently, my team consists of there's myself and I do have an assistant who helps with sending out email, sending out emails and, and corresponding and things like that, because, you know, it always helps if it's not you speaking on your own behalf. Sure. Um, I do have I, I do work with uh, legal advice. I do have um, you have to have somebody to, to look over contracts. So I've got that. But quite honestly, other than um, all of the pr different producers that I work with, I that's pretty much my team. It's me, my assistant, my legal advisor, and then I, I have a pool of producers that I sort of um, hit up and, and can work with. And I mean, yes, they're, they're, they're major label producers, so that definitely helps with being able to pitch things and being able to um, uh, you know, reach out to heavy hitters. But... I currently do not have uh, an official manager. I currently do not have an official like publicist or anything like that. Just because I feel like sometimes you just kind of have to live it and you kind of have to make your own decisions and know everything you're doing uh, before you go back into having a whole machine. So this way, the machine, you know, the next time I make I have a machine, I want to make sure that I am at the top of the machine and not just a cog in the machine, not just sort exactly. of only, oh, not exactly. only the product, but also, you know, also the CEO of my myself. So do you have a booking agent or no? I don't have an official booking agent, Wow! but I do have a, I just have, I just know so many people that yeah. it's like, Hey, I'm coming through. Can you, this or that it's, it's, you know, especially if I'm going to play a, a live show, you know, I'll, I'll either hit up the venue itself or I'll hit up you know, a booking agent that I know is good in that area, as well as a promoter that I know is good for promoting in that area. Yeah. Um, because, at the, because, you know, they know their area. So I may as well just work sure, with individuals sure. in their area, as opposed to trying to work with a booking agent that says, well, I don't have any pool. I don't have any pool in uh, Maryland, right. but let, let's get you out there. And then you get out there and you don't have any draw. Now the venue's upset right. and everybody's upset. So I, I always find that it's best to just work with a, a booking agent that I know over there for a one-off thing sure, for each show. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah, it's not unlike, you know, people who, who swing through Tampa and contact me in advance, you know, because they've been on the show or they just know me through the business and I'm not their booking agent and they're not using right. their own booking agent. They're just doing exactly what you described. Hey, Bruce, I'm going right. to be coming to Tampa on such and such a date. You think you can get me something around there? So, you right. know, that's, that's a good way to do it. Um, you know, right. that, that way it, it, it does serve everyone's best interests. Uh, right. and, and we've mentioned a, a couple of times I had stated it in the, in the intro, uh, trend Def and Sony music in conjunction with your new EP, tell us, and, and especially for the benefit of the listeners who are up and coming artists, how that opportunity came to be, because certainly up and comers, they hear these stories and they say, boy, when, when do I get my break? When do I get to work with a Sony music? How does she get these opportunities? How do, how is she with Sony music? Right. Well, before I even answer that, I want to quickly preface it with saying, you know, I've had the opportunity to hang out with tons and tons of, well, shall remain nameless celebrities, you mm -hmm. know, ever since I started. And the funny thing about it is, is they're all still struggling. 
They're all still <laughs> struggling just like you are, just like I am. They're like, how do I stay relevant? How do I this? How do I that? I'm trying to uh, – half of them are still kind of living paycheck to paycheck and, and this and that. So there's no – there really is no like when's my big break? You know, it's it's always a struggle. It's always – you know, you're always going to keep working. Yeah, those are smoke but, and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, exactly because you got to you got to showcase your hype. You have to, you have to showcase what's going on with you and, and you don't want everyone to see like the struggle that you go through but everybody's going through it as even – and the people at the top are going – going through it a lot more than than the people at the bottom to be honest actually uh because there's a lot more people that they have to keep smiling you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. <laughs> um anyways so to answer your question um i brushed on this a little bit earlier but nick and mike they are partners out in uh la in hollywood and it's funny because i'm actually going to see them tomorrow <laughs> i'm going to fly out there tomorrow um but yeah they are um they are uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, yes. So they're, they're heads of uh, Trendef, and they currently work with people like Snoop Dogg and, and Lady Gaga and, and the Veronicas and Flo Rida. But uh, when they were when they, – they were actually just kind of scouting around and looking for indie artists to work with as well because every, every so often they'll have like a huge downtime because none of the majors are, are coming through. And so they want to keep their, their catalog fresh. Mm. And, you know, they want to they keep having things. And they like working with indie artists because then they don't have to deal with all the BS of, of labels. So they found me just through just searching for good music online. Sure, sure. I, I, I'm, my music is on all of those random sites, you know, like Sonic Bids and, and Music mm-hmm, X-Ray mm-hmm. and Reverb Nation. And so they found me through one of those and they hit me up. They gave me a call and they said, get out here. We want to record you. And I said, I, I don't know how I'm going to get out there. I don't have any money right now to fly out there. And they were like, all right, well, you know, make it work because we want to record with you. Wow. So, so I did. I made it work. I, I, hit up, um, I hit up everybody. I said, I want to go out to, to Hollywood for um, a week to record anybody interested in, in helping me out. And a couple friends said, sure, we'll, we'll make sure you get out there. And, you know, I, and people of some of my friends out in L.A. were like, yeah, we'll we'll make sure we put you up. We'll make sure that you're fed. So it was a nice little grassroots. OK, I got out there and um, I'm glad I made that decision because we made some really awesome tracks while we were out there. And then when I came back to New York, I was like, oh, well, now I have a bunch of tracks. Now what do I do? So are they going to do anything with it? Am I going to do anything with it? Mm-hmm. And then the first thing that happened was the songs got placed on TV. And wow. it was like, oh, okay, well, so <laughs> this is good. They got placed on Bad Girls Club. Uh, the actual song Boss got placed on Bad Girls Club, which is a huge uh, show on Oxygen. And then it also, a different song on the EP got placed on Total Divas, which is a huge show on the E! Network. So Trend Def came back and was like, by the way, we just got this huge deal with Sony Okay. And, okay. Yeah, and I said, okay. "Okay, here we are. Let's do this." Nice. So nice. That's how. That's how that worked. Well, so then on a similar note, um, let, let's get into one other. How did you do that area? Uh, I had mentioned back in the intro that your music was featured on Oprah. So what about what about that particular one? How did that one come to be? Well, now that's one of those. You know, <laughs> at that time I had a publicist. So okay. Okay. Uh, so that was when I was signed to the EMI. Uh, EMI. But see, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but but even that's okay because uh, again, I'm I'm you know very aware of the listeners who are wanting to learn from my guests, and right. sometimes they just need to hear. You know what? I had a publicist. That's how I got yeah. it on there. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, he, he, like the, the guy has his own, you know, network of people that he reached out to on my behalf and, um, and they got back to us and it was a really great experience. Don't get me wrong. And I tried to keep everybody's contact information as much as possible from from that big publicity tour. Yeah. Good for you. So when you were just talking a minute ago about Total Divas and, and then the show on Oxygen, are those, I had said uh, at the start of the show that you had three songs placed on national television at the beginning of this year. Is is that what those were or, or were those different shows? That- no, those, that's what those were. That's okay. what those were. Okay. Um, I mean, actually, the, 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 the boss, one that was placed on Bad Girls Club was actually, I think it was November of last year. Okay. But the, the, you know, the, the shows play throughout the entire, like there's that same episode is still playing now. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You know, because you know, it's when it's cable, when it's like that kind of, when it's like oxygen, you know, they play the seasons over and over and over again until the next season comes out. And so people are probably screaming at their listening device right now saying, so ask her if she gets royalty checks in the mail for every time those episodes air. (laughs) Uh, it's not weekly or monthly or anything. It's I think it's every th- I think it's every three or four months. It's yeah, it's every quarter, so yeah, it's every quarterly. three months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you get those checks. I mean, they're not they're not as they're not as awesome as you 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 think they might be. But they're they're money. It's yeah, money. It's better than nothing. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> better, better than going to the mailbox and finding a bill. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today in the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City is singer, songwriter, piano player, Lachi. Visit her official website at www.lachimusic.com. As I said before, that's spelled L-A-C-H-I, but don't be in a panic if you're out for a run right now or you're working out or you're driving and listening to this episode. You can just look at your listening device for the title of this episode to see the spelling of her name there. She is, as I mentioned before, on social media very much, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, do purchase her music, which is available on iTunes and Amazon.com. You can also find her music on SoundCloud. As I mentioned before, it's one of the platforms that now here this entertainment is available on, and she is on Reverb Nation as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R, And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Friends, family, neighbors, coworkers. Subscribing is free. It makes it easy to get the show every week. It comes out and downloads automatically when a new episode is available, so you don't have to go looking for it. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. Truly appreciate everyone who's listening, whether you've been here since episode one or episode 51, or if this is the inaugural episode interaction with NHTE. Very much appreciated. Do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is episode 73. We have had a lot, a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. I want to change things up just a bit because back at the start of the show, I did also mention the Ivory Staff which is a novel that you have coming out uh, late this month or early next month. So just kind of delve a little bit further into that, Lachi, in terms of what the book is about. So what the book is about, well, it again touches on themes of empowerment. And to give you just sort of a quick rundown without giving too much away, it's basically set in an African nation. I 
my parents are from Africa. So it's set in a uh, Saharan African nation. And basically what it is is about a young girl who tries to bridge the issues between the different classes <clears throat> between the different classes within that nation, you know, to try to, 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 to help towards equality. And I mean, I pull from a lot of current issues of today, of a lot of the, 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 the class uh, warfare that's going on today in a lot of the different nations out in the Middle East and in Saharan Africa. And that's pretty much what the book touches on, but it's told through the, through the eyes of a young girl um, just trying to remain empowered and trying to, to bridge the gap. So that's a very, very general, general gist of what the book is about okay. uh, without getting too far into it. How long did it take you to write the book? To write the book, probably altogether, probably took me about three years. And that's mm. mainly because it's because I wrote a lot of it while I was still in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of it was just on free time or, you know, on weekends and things like that. I see. So it took a while to write the book. Now, to get the book public, uh, to get a publisher to pick it up took way longer than it took me to actually write the book. <laughs> yeah, well, the good news there is the book is being released through Library Tales Publishing, which is an independent yes. film and publishing company. Uh, yes. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but, but wow, so, so many great opportunities that you're getting. How did you get hooked up with these folks? You know, the funny story about that is, is, um, you know, when you're, when you're a new author, the first thing they tell you is, you know, you need to get a literary agent. You need to get a literary agent. Write a query letter and send it out to a thousand agents and somebody has to pick you up and that's the only way you get published. So I did that. I got rejected by a lot of literary agents. Um, a lot of them read my letter and read my book and they were just like, well, we don't know what we can do. So hmm. I decided to just write straight. And that was, that took years. So oh finally. Gosh. Yeah, it was like years of, you know, waiting because some of them will say you can only write to us and you can't write to anyone else until you get our response. And so sometimes that could take like six months. So um, so I finally said, screw this. And I wrote to three publishing independent publishers. Mm-hmm. Library, Library Tales was one. And then there were two others that I guess I won't name. But all three, <laughs> all, all three of them said they wanted to publish my book. Wow. Going, straight, going straight to the publisher. Wow. Yep. So I ended up going with Library Tales because they had the best um, marketing strategy. Um, they did. They don't only do e-publishing; they also do print. They also help with the radio tour. They also do book signings. So I went with you know, and no payment up front. You know, a, a true Very like tr- traditional good. publisher. So I went with them, and it was like it was such a wake up call. It was like, who? Why am I selling myself to a middleman when I can go straight to the source? And they're just like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Yeah, we're into it. We love the book. Let's do it. That's <laughs> just terrific. like, oh, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like a waste of years. But anyway, here we are. Well, <laughs> listeners, earlier in the show, when I had Lachi go through the timeline to, to let all of you who are listening know that this is not her first EP. Uh, similarly, this is not your first book. You had also oh, put out right. a novel called Dante's Destiny. Get this, listeners, when she was a senior in high school. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I did do that. <laughs> I put that book out. That was more of a novella, so it's a lot shorter. I think it's about 90 pages, also a fiction uh, book. And I wrote that during, again, during my off hours. You know, the funny thing is, the first words I wrote in that book was in the library at school. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, during lunchtime, I just <laughs> went to the library and just randomly started writing. So 
Yeah, that that was another book, and that was published by Sun Guy Publishers out in New Jersey, and they publish books by African authors. So it was actually kind of easy. My mom is also an author, so she just hooked me up with with her publishing company. Um, so that's wow. how that went down. <laughs> well, Lacha, you you are just fascinating, and and you know we've made it through the whole interview, and I didn't even bring up that you are legally blind. Oh yes, uh, had, right. Had bandmates with various forms of visual impairment. That you mm-hmm. were born in Nigeria, that you were with the U.S. Army Corps. We we mm-hmm. might just have to have you back on the show for a whole <laughs> other episode just to talk about all that. But right. but I do wonder though, what, what's what's your thoughts on that? Meaning, do you think when when you're doing an interview, do you think, oh, here we go again? When some of that, you know, mostly the legally blind, blind, I guess, gets brought up, or is it, hey, it's it's part of my story, and as long as it means I'm getting my name out there, then then that's fine. I think to I think the latter definitely mm-hmm. uh it's part of, it's who I am just as much as music is who I am just as much as writing is who I am it is who I am and I I do like to celebrate the fact that you know it's a little it's it's a it's a challenge for me to to do some of the more simple things um because you know I mean people do look at me and go you know wow I can't believe you were able to do it because you're also legally blind but then at the same time it's like well you know everybody has an issue that's really that really really sucks for them you know mm-hmm. just just because they can see well or they may have something else that they think is the worst thing in the world and that's all that matters like if you think it's really really horrible then it is even if yeah. somebody else might say like oh well I've got so much worse problems than you well as long as you feel it's really horrible then it is and um so I don't mind sharing with everybody, hey, we all go through difficult times and difficult things, and this is my difficult thing, but I'm still doing my thing. Um, so, Yeah, and I would, <laughs> I would think that, you know, getting back to early in the show when you talked about empowerment and, and I threw in a bit about, about hope, you know, I think that you are in a position with this platform to be able to tell people, look, so what, I'm legally blind. Look at, look at how much I'm accomplishing. If I can do this, you can overcome like you just said, whatever your particular hangup is that you think is so terrible, because it's only as terrible as you make it out to be. So get out there and do what you want to do. Exactly. I totally agree. I totally agree. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, we're going to close today uh, with Lachi's newest single, Boss. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier, and, and I was asking for clarification, is that the theme of the whole EP or just the song? But just uh, I, w- I want to give you one final opportunity just to talk about this specific song since we're going to play it in its entirety here in a minute. Yes, the song Boss is definitely, again, a song of empowerment. But like I'd mentioned earlier, it's not about empowerment over others. It's not about making anybody else feel less than you. It's about letting yourself know that you're awesome. It's about being in charge of yourself. You know, in the song, I say something along the lines of, you know, I'm feeling like a sexy independent. And, you know, those who have known me growing up know how much I've struggled with, you know, my confidence and and just feeling sexy and feeling, you know, strong. And it wasn't until I told myself, you know what, just one day I decided to feel strong and to feel sexy. And then all of a sudden I just was. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> and it. so, and, and I mean, and that's pretty much what boss is about. It's like, be, be your own boss, literally. And, and, and things will just happen for you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Lachi, thank you ever so much. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you guys. And I, and thank I'm, you for having me. I'm only half kidding when I say that, uh, we may have to have you back on another time because we really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. And, and I know you have a lot more to say, and I know that you're going to continue to have a lot of success and we're going to have to keep our finger on the pulse of, of all things Lachi music. 
Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I would love to be back. Thank you so much for the offer. Outstanding. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, piano player, Lachi. Do check out her official website at lachimusic.com. As I have been mentioning, she is very much on social media too, so be sure to engage with her there. Like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos that she has on there. Plus, I mentioned that you can also find her on Reverb Nation and SoundCloud as well. Tell her that you heard her interview and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Of course, do order her new EP from iTunes and check out her other releases too. She detailed a whole lot of them earlier in the show. iTunes and Amazon.com, a lot to purchase there from Lachi. And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. And give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show out quite a bit. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Lachi. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Boss. I'm feeling like a star, feeling like a god. I'm feeling like I was 10 feet from where you are. I'm feeling like I just can't. Like no one else, cause I do it for my mother, for my mother, for myself I don't need nobody's help